Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew the Dynamic Diabetic and Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey yo. What's up? Had a little mini stroke there, and uh yeah. I, I think I pulled out of it. Changed your name, you but a, I think I it different one. works. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh today, Andrew, we are bringing mm-hmm. to our listeners. We're going to do a little series where we are doing team grades uh, for each football division, breaking down the teams, how they performed this past season, what went right, what needs to be improved, and how we think they did this past season, and really what we're expecting moving forward. I'm really excited for this. This is uh, more real football heavy than fantasy football heavy, but man, I think Mm -hmm. this is what we're good at and I think what we like to do the most. So I'm thrilled to jump right into this. Today, we're breaking down the AFC North. And for those of you unfamiliar, that is the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. This was a very exciting division this past year. Uh, And really, each of these teams have some pretty big storylines. Let's start with the Steelers. Andrew, as a team, they finished with a 12 and 4 record. Yep. They had a 11 game winning streak before losing four of their last five games. Um, man, really a tale of two, two halves of their season. They started out just on fire. Their defense was locking people down. Um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think their offense was necessarily, you know, nuclear at any point in the no. season. You know, no. they, Absolutely have big performers. You know, they they had those big games by Claypool, Deontay mm. Johnson. Uh, I think Juju had one. <laughs> um, but it really was. A, this was a defensive team. That's really where they're able to make the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. As far as top players go, you know, I'm going to stick with fantasy options. Just mm-hmm. that's just more what I know. Uh, I think what jumps out to me is really Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I don't fully expect Juju to be back this upcoming season, and he really wasn't a huge part of it this past year. So when you think about their wide receiver room, do you see Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as one A and one B, or is one clearly ahead of the other? I got I got one A, one B on here. I think that Last season showed that both of these players can perform at a top level. Uh, both of them can play as a a one uh, as the wide receiver one. So I can see it similar, but not as good as the Seattle Seahawks situation. Yeah, no, I can see that too. Uh, and I think Claypool has the higher ceiling. You know, right now, especially this past season, I think Deontay Johnson is the better receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albeit there were quite a few drops in there, uh, but yep. Claypool I think has a higher ceiling. I mean, he really does profile as a number one receiver, uh, kind of like a Michael Thomas. You know, he does have that that build. So I'm not saying he's the next Michael Thomas, but mm-hmm. I think that's what his ceiling can be. Yeah, yeah, I think he is, he's built too. He's a massive. He's a massive man. I mean, if DK Metcalf wasn't in the league, I would say Claypool is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest guys one of he's a monster so yeah it's like he was made in a canadian lab uh, mm-hmm. to finally have a good football player so what's his uh, nickname uh, mapletron 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 oh, that's great uh when it comes to the running game 
uh, really a huge mess this past season. Mm-hmm. It was it was supposed to be James Conner's backfield. Uh, he rotated between injury and being ineffective, and he ended up losing work to to backups. Uh, Benny Snell yeah. showed up and, and played pretty well. Um, you know, it's, unfortunately, I think the running game is really up in the air moving forward. You know, I do expect them to either try to get somebody in um, the offseason, mm-hmm. uh, both through draft and maybe free agency. James Conner isn't the answer. You know, he's really not able to be the workhorse that the Steelers want. You know, they do want that workhorse. And man, they're just not getting it. So I'll be curious to see what they do with that moving forward. And yeah. really, Big Ben, you know, he's a huge, huge question mark. I don't think he's washed up. But I think he's a lot closer to, you know, Philip Rivers, <laughs> uh, and you know he's he's looking old. You know, I I know it's not very nice, but I don't think he's the game changer that he used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a big issue there with the the running game and the quarterback situation. So, uh, fortunately, or maybe unfortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Big Ben is expected to be back for twenty twenty one. I think by the time this episode comes out, so it should be uh, basically on the 24th of February, the Pittsburgh Steelers owner is expected to announce the return of Big Ben. So he will be back for another year. Uh, Again, I don't know if that's beneficial or if that's hurting Pittsburgh. Uh, And then when it comes to the run game, I completely agree with you on moving on uh, from James Conner. James Conner is an unrestricted free agent this season. So definitely um, looking forward to, to seeing what they're going to do in, in terms of free agency and the draft. So um, just really quick note on the top performers, a couple more defensively uh, really literally their entire defense was, was on fire. As we know, they were um, the, the second best defense last year, uh, third best in total yards, uh, per game they were third best in passing yards per game and they were second best in rushing yards allowed per game they were massive uh and it just top performance out of out of cameron hayward minka fitzpatrick uh devin bush all of those guys top performance there so um yeah as far as top players you know i think we broke that down the best mm-hmm. we can uh, what they did right you know they had a really big stretch of you know, like you said, the defense took it to another level and the youth on their offense was able to to win out. Deontay Johnson and Claypool were looking like an unstoppable combination. Uh, what they need to improve on, you know, they they hit a wall uh, mentally. You know, they mm-hmm. lost four of their last five games, lost to the Browns in the first round of playoffs and not only lost, but they lost big. You know, they looked incompetent really in that game. You know, they seemed to lose their mojo. and. You know, I don't know if this is a necessarily fair comparison, but uh, I feel like Cam Newton is one of those players where when things are good, they're going really, really good. And it, it really mm-hmm. does snowball. Uh, but when things are bad, you know, it's really hard to pull out of that tailspin. Uh, and I think the Steelers team right now, that, that's kind of the mentality they have. You know, when things took a turn, you know, they didn't rally back necessarily. It, it was no. a snowball in a negative direction. So. And we saw after they lost to the Browns, you know, as much as I like Claypool, the player, he was kind of a whiny baby on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> after Everyone they lost to the apart. Browns. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of a jerk, really. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's young, you know, obviously, you know, let's, let's give him some grace as well as Juju. Um, you know, what they need to improve on, I think maturity, you know, I Ooh, do think this one. is, they might have a little more swagger than they know what to do with right now. Mm-hmm. But I think as they grow and mature, I think this could be a really, really excellent uh, offense. You know, I wow. think they need to figure out yeah. the run game and big yep. Ben's obviously not the answer. You know, I don't think they're going to win or go to another Super Bowl with Big Ben. So I think they need to get that figured out sooner rather than later. But I think running back would be the easiest hole to fill. This is a really good running team. They just need a good running back who's healthy. Absolutely. And I guess that leads on to the to the next segment. What's an offseason move that you would like to see for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it to get a, a top running back out of free agency or the draft? Would that be your number one? solution or problem to be solved yeah yeah that'd be my number one recommendation is is getting that running back it doesn't even need to necessarily be an early pick on running mm-hmm. back i think there's a lot of value there but even you know sign you know chris carson yeah um yeah. i know there's rumors about him going for a lot on the free agent market but i, I can't imagine you have to pay up for chris carson yeah yeah i uh, i have a, a couple of top running backs in the free agent this year. If you want me to go over a few, um, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake being the, the, the kind of the top tier. Uh, but then you have players like Leonard Fournette, James White, Mike Davis is also a free agent. So there is some, some potential there. Even Le'Veon Bell's a free agent. So if we want to return <laughs> from Le'Veon Bell, I don't think that would be a good move. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that a, a, um, a free agent pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers in my head is a better move uh, just because like we talked about that run game is their biggest problem right now and they need to solve that as quickly as possible. So I think Chris Carson is a very good move. Um, otherwise uh, a player like maybe like a uh, Philip Lindsay that that might be too low on the tier list, but yeah, a, a top one like Jones Drake or Chris Carson would be very beneficial for the Steelers. Yeah, and as far as overall grade for twenty twenty, I'll give them a B plus. B plus. You know, this was a really good team, but they flamed out towards the end. So, I I, I would give them B plus. B plus. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go. Ooh, man, it's tough. I'm gonna go an A minus. A minus. Okay. I'm gonna go A minus because they looked so dominant. Yeah. Through those first eleven games, I didn't believe anyone was gonna stop them. So. Um, it's closer to a to a B plus than an A, but A minus is what I'm going to go with. So around that area, very solid. I like it. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this is a team that I think shockingly finished with a pretty good record. Yeah, they finished with an eleven and five. Really didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of look back on the Ravens team, and it, I just would have assumed they. You know, we're more of an eight and eight team. Yeah, it was struggle but town over there. <laughs> struggle town. Struggle yeah, town. Yeah. It's not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were second in their division. They finished the, the year with a five game win streak. Uh, once again, they are a really dangerous offense with Lamar Jackson. Uh, and once again, I think he's another one of those players where, you know, it snowballs. Yeah, things are going good. I mean, just you can't stop Lamar Jackson. But when things are going bad, I think it's hard to get stuff going. It's hard to dig out of that hole. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I, I have a lot of question marks for this team. You know, this is a really strong defense. Uh, their offense, personally, I don't really like how they're built. Uh, I'm not a huge running quarterbacks guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marquise Brown started the season so badly, uh, but he turned it on the last last bunch of games. He really did become a not an elite wide receiver, but definitely a good play near the end of the year. Yeah, so he was solid. Yeah, he's somebody I'm targeting uh, going into next year's drafts as a, mm-hmm. as a sneaky value. You know, he left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because he was Everyone's. that bad for the first mm-hmm. uh, chunk of the season. But, you know, they found their connection and they looked great. It really is Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, um, you know, Marquise Brown in their running game. You know, this was a really good running team. Uh, Mark Ingram became an afterthought. So it was J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And those two were fantastic. So I, I don't know, Andrew, what do you expect, you know, that backfield to look like moving forward? It, it's got to be, I, I want to say 70% Dobbins is what they need to do at least. Yeah. At least. I mean, Gus Edwards is a great player uh, and he can kind of fit the role that they that Baltimore needs them needs him to be. But I I would like to see Dobbins as as the main back, like at, at least again, at least 70 percent uh, of the snaps to running backs. So that's what I would want. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And I agree. I love the Gus bus, but I think Dobbins is is the play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they did right, you know, they you know, they were able to win with a really good defense. Yeah, and a really good Huge. run game. You know, that's. That's a pretty darn good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need to improve Lamar Jackson. You know, he was MVP. And last season, we saw a very human side to him. It really was up and down. Once again, when things were good, he's unstoppable. But teams are able to figure him out. Um, so, you know, I think quarterback is. I mean, in your opinion. I think that's the only thing that I can think of to make this team better is just a jump uh, for Lamar Jackson for Lamar Jackson. I, I would say, try to provide him with another weapon. Um, because Marquise Brown is great, but when your wide receiver two is really Sneed, you know, it, he needs some help. He needs some help. So, uh, I'm not going to say offensive line, um, just because I think that was pretty solid. It, it was really just last year. Everyone, figured out the Lamar Jackson game plan. Everyone figured out how to stop him. So uh, I agree with you, a, a, a jump ahead in in Lamar Jackson, um, kind of stepping up, maybe becoming more of a, a pocket passer instead of a scrambler could really be beneficial. But yeah, I, I think what they need to improve on is a top receiver. And actually that I can lead into the next question. I think that's an offseason move that they really need to do so there are a lot of top free agent receivers like Allen robinson godwin juju would be kind of hilarious if he signs for the baltimore ravens um however i think that a very good move for the baltimore ravens is to draft a a top wide receiver there's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft uh and they're not going to get like a top player unless they trade up they're not going to get like jamar chase or devonta smith um, but, but maybe like a Rashad Bateman, 
out of Minnesota, or I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of you can more just say examples. the type of player. You don't need to have specific examples. That's true, but that <laughs> yeah, like a like a later first round wide receiver, I, I think could could help a lot. So yeah, even just a, a, a big bodied, sure handed player. Yeah. you know, I think would yeah. make a, a huge difference. A I reliable one is what is what Lamar Jackson needs. You need consistency. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody who's really good in the intermediate range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, I think that is what they need to improve on is Lamar Jackson as a passer. They've got the rushing oh. down. The defense is good. O-line's good. It's great. Yeah. Really, it's Lamar Jackson needs to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, offseason moves. You you said it. I, yeah. I think getting him more help. Mark Andrews is phenomenal. I think get a big bodied receiver. and I think. You know, hopefully Lamar Jackson can take that step. Uh, grade, you know, even though they finished eleven to five, you know, I'll I'll give them a B. Yeah, I I'm I'm going B minus just because most of that time oh. it didn't feel like they were a top team. I mean, they just yeah. barely made the playoff. They made the playoff in the final uh, game of the season. So, you know, if they didn't win that game, I feel like we would be grading the Ravens a lot more harsh. So I, I'm going to go with a with a B minus on that, but fairly similar. That's harsh. OK, yeah, it's a little harsh. But again, I, I just didn't like the way they played. The yeah. defense was was carrying them. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the reason behind the B minus. Yeah, and I think they were worse off than 2019. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think yeah. I think that's an appropriate ranking. Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski, his first year as the head coach for the Browns. They were great. Um, Nothing short of impressive. They finished the season 11 and five. You know, their first winning season since 2007. First time making the playoffs since 2002. They beat the Steelers in the first round of playoffs, which was awesome. And they almost beat the Chiefs. Um, That that would have been so good. It it really would have been. This is an incredible, incredible season for the Browns for so many reasons. Um, mm-hmm. What they did right, you know, I'm just going to jump into they really let Baker Mayfield be a game manager. You know, they don't he's not a Patrick yeah. Mahomes type player. You know, he's not that superstar quarterback, mm. but he's a really, really good game manager like Alex Smith in his prime. Yep. You know, give him solid weapons. Don't ask him to do too much. He can make the throws, mm-hmm. um, but really running the ball. They were so good with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that you know, they terrifying. would run it down your throat. And Baker Mayfield is good enough to to get it done in the passing game where you can just you can steamroll opponents. And that, that's truly mm-hmm. what they did. And they were fantastic doing it. So nothing but love for the Browns this season. Um, you know, and that was without Odell Beckham Jr. You know, he was playing hurt. And then he got really hurt and taken out. So, yep. I still really like Jarvis Landry was injured most of the season as well. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. man, they, I can't remember what week it was, but they had pretty much all their wide receivers out. So it was a really yeah. ugly. Yeah. Uh, was it COVID? I, I think COVID may have hit the the, the yeah, wide receiver. Half room. was basically COVID related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thrilled. This team identity is exactly what they need to be. 
this is exactly what Kevin Stefanski wants it to be and what he's great at. So, man, what they did right, I'd say everything. You know, not to be coy, but, you know, they really improved in all the areas they need to. Yeah. Um, and moving forward for this upcoming season, what they need to improve on, I'll be damned. I think just, man, I think on defense, they can improve. I know that's very vague. Yep. Um, but on offense, they have a great O-line. Baker's great. They're getting Odo Beckham Jr. back, a healthy Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're a stacked team. I think improved defense, that's vague, but I can't think of another area that they would they no, need I'm to with improve. You. Yeah, I'm I'm with you one hundred percent. Their their O line's great. They have offensive weapons. Richard Higgins is a solid wide receiver three. Their tight ends are great. Austin Hooper, um, obviously when he's healthy. I think great so, yeah, exaggeration, just, but pretty yeah, darn good. It, it pretty is. solid. It is. Yeah. But just just kind of improving a little bit of everything on their defense. They can use a better linebacker. They can use another solid defensive back. It's just kind of fixing, just making minor tweaks to their defense can can massively improve their defensive performance. Because the Cleveland Browns, if if they perform, if their offense performs the same way next season, and they have a a better defense, a top tier defense. Sky's the limit. It's weird to say, but Browns could be a Super Bowl contender if they make some big defensive moves this offseason. I mean, they were almost there this past year, so yeah. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say they could be a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Uh, grade A. Now that's that's an A for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, I would give them. A. You know what? A plus. I'll You're throw going- that out there. Screw it. Why not give them an A plus? I'm, yeah. I'm going to give them a uh, I would say I would say an A minus uh, just similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it, it's kind of it was kind of reversed. The Browns started off kind of iffy, but they really stepped it up and I really like the way they performed. So I'm going to go a minus. Who would you say the team MVP is the team MVP? And I'm not talking fantasy. I mean, real football. Ooh. Wow, that's that's tough. Um, I almost wanted to go Nick Chubb just because he still performed really well, even though he missed like four games last season. Um, you could go Miles Garrett defensively, but yeah, I feel like the obvious answer is Baker. I just the the game manager, just the way he he handled every game. I I really liked. Um, he wasn't the best fantasy performer, but most of the time he got the job done very solid record 11 and five and made the playoffs. That's huge. I would say Baker is MVP. Yeah. Solid, solid pick. And the last team we are breaking down today to round out the AFC North is the humble Cincinnati Bengals. The humble. Uh, they finished last in their division with a four 11 and one record, which was a step up from their two and 14 That's the previous good. year. Uh, biggest addition was obviously Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, that's, I think, where the story really begins and ends is Joe Burrow. So rookie quarterback, supposed to be the savior. How do you think he did? Do you believe in Burrow? It's it's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? Because he, he didn't play the full season. He got injured um, midway through. I liked the way 
he performed out of what I saw from him. Uh, it's exactly kind of exactly what you would expect out of a a top rookie quarterback where, um, you know, I, th- I feel like we kind of got a little spoiled from Justin Herbert this last season and we forget what most rookie quarterbacks perform like um, where, you know, he he's shown some some bright spots and he's made some errors, which is expected. So I think that he's got he's still got a lot of potential on this team. Um, he kind of he kind of brought a new face to this team, which I liked, but unfortunately, he did have to to get injured week eleven, so we couldn't see a full season under Burrow. But I would say there's room to improve on, but there's still there's a lot of faith in him being their franchise quarterback. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I think you're being a little harsh on the poor guy. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I mean, he obviously wasn't just Herbert, but yeah. very different circumstances. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to compare them straight up, but I know Mm. Burrow had a much less uh, positive situation. (laughs) Um, You know, this was a weird team. You know, this was a team that really gave up. I think is a good way of saying it. You know, once Burrow got hurt, they, you know, they really phoned it in. Mm -hmm. Um, AJ Green, the entire season, it was a will he, won't he? Yep. He most didn't. of the time, yeah. Most uh, of the time, it, it was a won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, he got hurt. Yep. And it's a big won't. Could he have come back? You know, I, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not mm-hmm. Joe Mixon. I think he probably could have come back, uh, but you know, it was a lost season. So why <laughs> why push it? Um, I really like this team. You know, we saw when they were operating all cylinders. They they could really put up a fight. You know, they we saw them. Yeah. yeah, we saw them against um, the Browns. You know, first time Baker and Burrow mm-hmm. went off. Mm-hmm. That was a awesome, awesome that was, game. That was fun. That it was, fun. and we really saw the best of both teams. You know, Burrow he can make those tough throws, uh, and, and I really hope they can keep getting him what he needs. Yeah. Um, you know, they spent a lot of picks on O line this past draft and smart. their first O-line pick got hurt. So he wasn't able to contribute mm-hmm. this upcoming season with Joe Mixon coming back. Um, you know, another year for T Higgins who I yeah. love Tyler uh, Boyd. Tyler Boyd is a Huge. awesome, awesome. Okay. Austin's extreme. He's a really He's solid excited. wide receiver. Uh, you know, I think they can, this is a really tough division mm-hmm. um, or conference rather. But man, the Bengals, I think I think they're going to take a big step forward this upcoming season oh, with, so. you know, with Mixon, Burrow, the wide receiver core and, you know, a, a more healthy O-line. Really, mm-hmm. their biggest liability is defense. So I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into that too much. But yeah, offensively, a, a couple a couple fun facts really quick on on Joe Burrow. Uh, he still had more passing yards than Cam Newton and more passing <laughs> touchdowns and half his list interceptions. But. Yeah, just had to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like Joe Burrow. And mm-hmm. honestly, if Herbert wouldn't have gone off the way he did, I think people would have been really shocked by how good Burrow was. So yeah. nothing but love for Burrow. Still made a lot of mistakes. So I'm not mm-hmm. in any way saying though. he's the next Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. But this is a really bad situation he walked into. Mm-hmm. This is not a good team. Uh, was not a good team. And I'm not sold on the head coach. 
uh, Zach Taylor. Oh, okay. I I don't know how I feel about him yet. You know, yeah, doesn't seem great. Um, but you know, he doesn't seem like a like a dumpster fire. So. He's not Adam Gase, but he's yeah. also yeah, true. You know, not Kyle Shanahan or something like that, or Pete Carroll. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, with the full full off season, we'll see. But I, I'm excited for them. Off season moves. I think bolster that that old line and that defense. Yeah. And I think you have a legit, legit team. I so yeah, I, I have one more offseason move that I would I would make. Uh and end. it's exactly it's a tight end. You're right. And it fits perfectly in their draft. It's one of the best athletes coming out of the draft. It's Kyle Pitts, the tight end of tight end out of Florida. He is he is that player, Brian. You know how you obsess over the builds of tight ends, how there's just some yeah. tight ends that are just physically oh. better. Pitts, he's 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 already yeah. a legend. Kyle Pitts is that guy. The fact that a tight end is projected to be drafted in the top ten, some even in the top five, over like the Heisman winner Devonta Smith. He's the next Eric that Ebron. Him. He yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully he has a brighter <laughs> future than that. Top ten um, pick. But this is this is the player that the Cincinnati Bengals need to get. This is the guy they need to target this uh, in this upcoming draft, and I will be doing more episodes on the the draft as a whole um, later on this month as we're getting into draft season. But it, in every mock draft that I'm that I do, it's gonna be the Bengals picking Kyle Pitts because, like you said last year, they they invest heavily in an O line. They still could use improvements on defense. However, this man is too good not to pass up. So Joe Burrow with an exciting receiving core, a pretty solid running back if he's healthy, and Kyle Pitts is is exciting. It's very exciting for me. Yeah, I like that. I think that's solid. And even if they don't get Pitts, mm-hmm. I think they should upgrade at tight end. Yeah. You know, get Giannu Smith. How exciting would that be? Absolutely. There's there's a couple. Hunter Henry's still there. Yeah. Everett, Jared Cook. I mean, there's yeah, options. Some solid options. Mm-hmm. Bengals, you know, I will give them a C plus. Oof, that's generous. It, it is. Um, but I, I think they showed a lot of what really is changing it for me is their first matchup against the Browns. We saw a fight to the Bengals we have not seen in a very long time. Dang, that's that's bold. So obviously that's their potential, right? That's that's yes. what they could be, but they did well, not, not look potential because like they did it. They did it. They did. That's their ceiling. But that's not that's not what they look like all season. They got riddled with injuries. Um, it's not really because of the um, the I, the I, I guess the only reason why they're I'm going to grade them so low is just because everything went wrong for them. AJ Green did not perform like they wanted him to. Burrow got injured. Mixon was injured. Um, it's just everything kind of fell apart. So I'm giving them a D plus. But uh, with a little with a little star on there, uh, showing that there can be that this can uh, this can definitely change next season. It's kind of a dick move there, Andrew. A Why D, a D with a star? A it's D like, plus. Hey, you suck. Yeah, okay. it's like a participant. It's like you tried, you tried. It didn't work out. Maybe next year, which is true. It's the hard truth. The Bengals got a go. ton of potential. 
but nothing went right for them this season, especially after Burrow got injured. I will say something did go right in the sense that Burrow is not a bust. Yeah. You know, there's, he showed that he's, he's not at the very worst. He's not a bust. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. At at least. uh, Yeah. He's, uh, he's going to be there for quite a long time. So yeah, which is more than a lot of people can say. Yep. It's better than most number one draft picks. Oh no. At least Ponder wasn't a number one overall, but yeah, better than Jameis or Jared Goff. Better than Goff. (laughs) Better than Sam Bradford. Oof. Yeah. Like you could do it. Yeah. We believe in you. Joe Burrow, if you're listening. I believe in Burrow. I'm a Burrow believer. That is one white boy with swagger. (laughs) Yep. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, Well, Andrew, that wraps up our recap for this conference of the Mm -hmm. AFC North. Uh, Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. If you can, please ask a small favor. If you can, please leave a review on whatever platform it is you listen to us. It makes a huge difference, keeps us going, and helps spread the word. So thank you once again. Please check back with us later for our AFC East Breakdown episode. And we'll be with you all off-season, so please keep checking in. Don't give up on us. Fantasy football is a year-round sport. We're here for you. Be here for us. We will catch you next time.